The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. The mission of this radio show is to enable every listener to achieve their career aspirations and advance their careers, to achieve their potential, and meet their financial goals. Now, here are your hosts, Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Welcome. This is Ken and Cheryl Dawson. We're with Lewis Howes, pro athlete, inventor, and author of Linked Working. The use of social media is expanding uh, exponentially, and whether you seek to keep in touch with your network, get new customers or suppliers, partners, or attract new employees, or just to find a job, LinkedIn is an excellent resource to get the job done faster. Our guest today has utilized LinkedIn in creative ways to expand his business opportunities. Lewis Howes will share how you can integrate the use of LinkedIn with your networking to generate greater success. And before we get started uh, with the show, I just want to remind everyone that we've um, uh, developed seven free videos for you, our listeners, that will help you get a better job for better pay and a better life. To access these free videos, simply go to www.betterjobbetterlife.com. And uh, now to introduce Lewis Howes. He is a previous two-sport collegiate All-American, is also the NCAA all-division record holder for the most receiving yards in a single football game. As an athlete, Lewis uh, was featured on ESPN and Sports Illustrated. He graduated with a degree, degree in sports management and has been involved with the sports industry since his retirement from professional football. He founded the Sports Executives Association and SportsNetworker.com, which helps him connect sports executives around the world both online and through events. Lewis also represents sports companies and professional athletes with social media marketing and branding. Lewis has successfully translated the mental and physical tools learned in sports to the business world. In addition to a sports networker, Lewis is the co-author of the LinkedIn success book, Linked Working, Generating Success on the World's Largest Professional Networking Website. Welcome, Lewis. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, we're great. Uh, great to have you here. Well, tell us a little bit about your athletic career and how you uh, how you're currently involved with sports. Well, I uh, my whole life I grew up as an athlete and uh, really went to to high school and college to play sports in order to uh, try to make it to the next level. And um, that was kind of my main goal my entire life was to play professional sports. Ended up having an opportunity and uh, really just took it full steam ahead. Trained about six to eight hours a day, um, made a professional football team, and um, unfortunately got uh, got injured in in my first season and had to retire after that season. But uh, you know, it's kind of how I initially got started playing sports uh, and then playing professional sports. So even though you uh, you had a short professional career, you've used it to um, really uh, leverage yourself into other areas of sports and still be able to be involved in what you love doing. Yeah, I mean, it was really, I guess, a blessing in disguise because 
I think I got injured at the right time for, I guess, the online world, uh, being involved in social media and doing the blogging that I do now and the offline events. But uh, it just really helped me. When I got injured, I had six months where I was in a full arm cast. So that allowed me to, I guess, spend, I suppose, six to eight hours a day training um, on the football field and in the gym. It gave me six to eight hours a day training just on online marketing and learning about social media, and et cetera, et cetera. So it's a blessing, I guess. Yeah, so really instead of, uh, uh, you know, saying woe is me and focusing on the negative, you, you took that time to learn a new skill and prepare yourself to um, to continue to succeed in your sport in a different way. Exactly. Excellent. Well, I understand you also enjoy salsa dancing and playing the guitar and speaking. When do you have time to work on LinkedIn with all those activities? Well, I haven't gone salsa dancing in a while, actually. I, the last time I did was... Uh, in Austin, Texas, and Buenos Aires when I was traveling for events. But um, when I'm uh, at home, I'm pretty much just grinding away, building my businesses and my sites online and creating new products. But uh, it's been definitely a while. I used to be uh, going out every week and sales enhancing, but I haven't done that. Just once every few months, I get a chance to go out and do that. So, Well, some things you got to compromise. Lewis, this is Ken Dawson. How you doing, buddy? Good. How you doing? Welcome to the show. So, uh, did I recently see you on Dancing with the Stars? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I'm not famous enough for that, so maybe if I, <laughs> maybe down the line I'll be able to make it on that show. Listen, I'm a uh, former Marine. Um, do you have a military background? I do not. My cousin went to West Point and uh, served for, I guess, eight years. So, uh-huh. but my, personally, I, w- I wanted to go play professional sports and come into the list by doing that. Are you doing any work with veterans in a perhaps a voluntary basis? Uh, currently, I'm not, but I'm uh, definitely open to it. So, okay, well, that's something that uh, you may be able to help us with. We're really building up a uh, military network, and uh, we're looking to people, looking to have people join us in that endeavor. So, uh, we'd uh, look forward to having you join us. Sure. Well, Lewis, tell us a little bit about linked working, and I know that you've kind of taken the LinkedIn uh, terminology along with networking and kind of combined the two in a unique way. Yeah, I mean, I was uh, approached by, uh, I guess, a friend and a mentor of mine to write the book. Uh, but then my co-author's name is Frank Agin, and uh, I was as I was on LinkedIn for about six to eight hours a day during uh, my recovery time. I was starting to see a lot of opportunities come my way um, for business and for generating income and generating leads and things like that. And this was back when there was probably only 22 to 25 million people on LinkedIn, I was really just working it hard all day long, connecting with individuals one-by-one basis, taking those relationships from LinkedIn to email to the phone to -to face-to-face, and really, you know, making the most of those relationships by adding value and and seeing how I can connect them with other people. Because initially, I, um, you know, I never had any work experience, really, uh, corporate setting or any type of background besides playing pro sports and playing in college. So I didn't really know what I could offer to people except for, I was building a large network, and I could see who needed help in what areas of their business. So what I would do is I would just connect people, and uh, by doing that, um, those individuals would help me in return. The law of reciprocity really was in my favor by doing that. Um, So I started to see a lot of opportunities, and I went from being, you know, broke and sleeping on my sister's couch to building a six-figure business from primarily 90% of the things I was doing on LinkedIn, basically. Um, and people started, I guess, to take notice and started to say, wow, can you help me with my LinkedIn profile? So I started helping individuals with their profile, creating some strategies for them and their business. They started to see a lot of success, and then I was like, hmm, maybe I could charge for this. Started charging for it, 
And then a friend of mine who I was helping out was like, we should really write a book together on this because this is a network that people have not tapped into yet. And it's kind of like the ugly stepchild of social media, I guess. Everyone loves Twitter and Facebook and YouTube because it's very social and very, you know, uh, playful, I guess. But um, Whereas LinkedIn, it seems more of a corporate feel still. So um, he, um, Frank, owns a uh, professional networking company where uh, he has various chapters. It's kind of like a B&I, but it's a little bit different with the way they set it up. And um, so he said, let's do a book about LinkedIn. But as opposed to just saying, hey, this is how you set up your profile. Let's make it a strategy book. And uh, so each chapter has three sections, ten chapters, three sections to each chapter. And the first part of every chapter, Frank talks about a real-world networking principle. Um, how to connect with people offline, how to build those relationships, et cetera, et cetera. I talk about how to use that same principle and apply it to something specific on LinkedIn. And then I go through the various sections on how to use that principle on LinkedIn. Then I, we have a case study at the end of each chapter that talks about how they've applied that principle and what type of success they've seen from using that principle. And uh, so it's kind of how the book is laid out. It's very simple, no fluff, and gets right to the point. Yes, it's very well uh, laid out. Not, it's not a huge book, um, but nope. it's very practical, and I enjoyed it very much and got some ideas uh, for myself. And, of course, we use LinkedIn very extensively, uh, Lewis, for helping our clients who are mostly seeking jobs or new careers, some of who, um, like yourself, want to go the entrepreneurial route. Uh, but we, um, in Job Search a Total System, have a whole chapter, really two chapters, one on networking and one on lead generation, uh, that emphasize heavily those interpersonal relationships. And as you mentioned, uh, you know, going from the, the email and phone contact to the face-to-face, and you really ultimately have to get that face-to-face. In fact, just as I was leaving the office today, I was reviewing some of our statistics for an email blast that we had sent out to some of our network uh, with some announcements and a newsletter and so forth, and looking at the statistics. And it's really quite low uh, as that strategy by itself just is not enough to get people's attention. Uh, You've got to be able to connect with where they are, what their needs are, and, and then be able to take it from there before they can focus on something uh, that might help you. Right. So exactly. you're very, you're very uh, on spot with the uh, reciprocity idea. Well, why does LinkedIn not seem to work well for so many people? What are some of the common objections that, uh, sure. that you uh, run into? Yeah, it seems like um, a lot of people say, you know, I've been on LinkedIn for three years or five years, and uh, he created a profile and it hasn't worked for me. And I say, well, what have you done to make LinkedIn work? Uh, or what, what type of work have you put into LinkedIn? And they're like, well, I set it up, and people should just start contacting me and giving me opportunities and things like that. And I'm well, well, you know, just like anything, um, you know, you don't become a great athlete um, by just you know, stepping foot on the court. You've got to actually put the practice in, and then it's the time away from the court in the gym when people don't see um, the action you're taking where you actually get the real work. So you've actually got to put a lot into LinkedIn or Twitter or Facebook to make any of them work for you. None of them's going to work on autopilot. Um, except for, you know, if you set it up correctly, then obviously there are some things that you can do that will allow for people to find you um, without you having to do anything. But with anything, the more work you put into it, the more work, or the more you're going to get out of it. Um, so really you've got to put a little bit into it and dedicate some time to really see the benefits and uh, the advantages of using LinkedIn over anything else to build your business or to get a job. Lois, um, as you uh, perhaps know, uh, the vast majority of our clients are those either um, uh, looking for jobs or those who uh, 
perhaps are looking to get better jobs, better pay, better life. Have you uh, had much experience of working with people uh, in that capacity in your uh, in your uh, your background and your profession? Yeah, I mean, I guess there's a lot of uh, different types of individuals I work with. A lot of people, especially in the last year, have been looking for new jobs, looking for freelancing gigs. Uh, but then there's others just looking for leads um, to, ch- to generate more sales in their business. And so, or some people want traffic to their website. It really depends. Um, but there's a lot of different things people want. The majority is either leads or new types of jobs, whether it be freelancing gigs, et cetera. And um, the thing is that people just really need to understand that, uh, in my opinion, LinkedIn is the most powerful social networking site to achieve those professional goals over any other social networking site, Twitter, Facebook. Um, and with 60 million-plus business professionals from around the world currently on there, a year ago when I wrote the book, um, when it came out, there was 30 million professionals on LinkedIn. Now there's 60. It's got the highest average uh, household income per user over, in, over any of the other the top social networking sites. So it's got around $109,000 is the average household income per user on LinkedIn, whereas if you use Facebook or Twitter, it's uh, less than $100,000 per user. That's 45. interesting. I, I hadn't heard that statistic before. Yeah, uh, and, and close to 45% of users on LinkedIn are decision makers. Yeah. Whereas if you use Facebook or Twitter or MySpace, they're around <clears throat> 25 to 28%. Now, those aren't exact numbers, but somewhere around the area. And uh, so you think of it that way, okay, 45%, that's almost one out of every two people you come in contact with on LinkedIn are able to right then make a decision on something you ask them or request of them or want them to do. They can say, yes, we can do that, or no. It's not a matter of, okay, I have to go through the gatekeeper, I have to do something else. You're connecting with the decision makers instantly as opposed to on Facebook or Twitter where it's it maybe someone down lower down the line who can't who would have to make an introduction for you to then see if, uh, if they can make a decision for something. But these are the people that have money, uh, that have businesses, and who make decisions. In my mind, this is the site you need to be going to if you're looking for a job. Uh, looking to drive traffic to your site, looking to generate more leads, more sales, anything else in, in your professional goals. Well, those are just very compelling uh, statistics, and I was not aware of those. Lewis, I appreciate your sharing those with us. And uh, in the next segment, we're going to get into a little bit more detail on the specific, specific strategies that one can use to um, you know, take advantage of LinkedIn and the powerful uh, connections that you can make. So stay tuned for the next segment. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you dissatisfied with your current job or not earning what you need or deserve? If you're looking for a better job with better pay to enjoy a better life, go to betterjobbetterlife.com and get our seven free videos that will jumpstart your future starting today. We'll teach you how to create a cycle of success with the right mindset and plan of action. Get the interview you want with a world-class resume. Make your references work for you and beat the competition. Network your way into the hidden job market for better jobs and faster placement. Research more effectively. The key to more job leads, stronger interviews, and higher pay. Turn your interview into an offer-winning performance. Get the money now by negotiating from strength. 
thousands have successfully used our proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. So grab our seven free videos that will transform your career. Go to BetterJobBetterLife.com. Ready to chat about your favorite soap operas? The daytime discussion is here with Dan J. Kroll and Soap Central Live. For the past 15 years, Dan has been dishing and discussing on SoapCentral.com. And now he's taking the talk to the airwaves of the Voice America Variety Channel. You'll go behind the scenes with the biggest stars of daytime, along with guest commentary from the Soap Central columnists. And we'll take your questions and comments during our live show, Soap Central Live, every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the hosts about today's show? Please send an email to tcsonair at tcsworldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. This is Ken and Cheryl Dawson, and we're with Lewis Howes, a pro athlete and inventor, as well as author of Linked Working. And we're talking about some of the ways that you can really leverage um, this powerful uh, tool to help you in your uh, relationship building whether it might be for finding a job or building a business or just connecting with folks um, in your network. Uh, Lewis, perhaps you could share with us uh, what you feel is the single most important benefit of LinkedIn. In my mind, there's just too many things that are important about LinkedIn to actually pick one, but I'll just I'll say one and then I'll say a couple others. But the first thing is you basically want to own your personal brand on Google. So when anyone's trying to, um, if you're looking for a job or if someone's researching uh, or if, if you're looking for someone to, uh, to hire you as a freelancer or if someone's looking to buy your product, they're normally going to do a Google search for your name. Um, in most cases, people do Google searches. I, I, can't, I can't remember the statistic for, um, for recruiters, but I think something like 80% of recruiters are using social networks to research background checks on individuals. Um, but that stat could be completely off, and I'm pretty sure it's somewhere up there. And... Um, so the main thing is LinkedIn ranks super high in Google. So if you're putting your name in, in Google, um, your LinkedIn profile is usually one of the top five things, sometimes um, the first three things uh, that people find in the search results. For me, I want to have complete control over what people see and read about my name uh, or when they're searching for me. And if you have a complete profile that's compelling and interesting and adds a lot of value and a lot of content, uh, rich keywords, then the, that's going to be the first thing people see when they search your name, basically, unless you have your own personal website. But your LinkedIn profile can be the biggest asset for you, and it could be the worst thing for you if you don't complete your profile because your recommendations. Uh, that's, a, that's a very good point that um, you really have to take the time if you want to be serious about um, building your network to, to develop that, that profile and opting out because, you know, you think you've got a great personal wet network to to begin with uh, can really be a big mistake. Yeah, I mean, if you're, my thing is, if you are not, um, you pretty much have to have a LinkedIn profile right now because if you don't have one, people uh, automatically assume that you're not up to date with online groups. It has a bad perception about you and your brand, in my opinion. Now, if you have a profile, but it's not complete and it shows information from the past and it's not current, up to date, there's no recommendations, it's almost better to, profile if you're not going to update it. 
because you don't want people to see something that's inaccurate or that doesn't uh, showcase your talents to the, mes- the best of its abilities. So you really want to make sure you optimize it because it ranks so high in Google. That's a big thing that people uh, make mistakes on all the time. Uh, and then, so that's the main thing. Just having a, a great profile is the number one thing that benefits you for on LinkedIn because it ranks so high on Google when people search your name. But really, there's so many good parts. Um, if I had to choose one thing besides that, it would be creating uh, creating your own groups uh, can be like the most powerful part for you, for your business, or for your personal brand uh, on LinkedIn. So that'd be probably the main thing. Lewis, for our listeners who are perhaps looking for jobs or looking for better jobs, um, uh, many of them who don't use your techniques are oftentimes making many mistakes, and many times they're making mistakes without even knowing about it. What kinds of mistakes uh, typically are made, and what advice would you have for our listeners? Sure, especially for job seekers. Here's one big mistake I always see for job seekers is in the headline. When the first thing people see when they right below your name is your headline. Um, and the biggest mistake I see for job seekers is when they put uh, currently looking for a new position or currently job seeking, right? For me, that just shows me that, I don't know, if I was a recruiter, if I was looking to hire someone, I don't want to hire someone who's looking for a job because that means they've been laid off. Right. They weren't good enough to keep their job, potentially. Um, I want to look for someone who's already an all-star at another company, and I want to grab them. So if you're, if you're looking for a job, you're not a job seeker, you're a consultant, you're doing some type of consulting, freelancing work already, but you don't even want to put that up on the headline. What you want to do is put in the headline um, basically three main things, who you are, who you help, and how you help them. Uh, if you can do that in the least amount of words, so just for an example would be I help small to medium-sized businesses um, create compelling online marketing um, strategies or uh, something like that. You want to say, I help X do Y and Z. You want to be com- completely clear and concise about who it is that you help and how you help them. That's going to tell people right off the bat if that's something that they're interested in connecting with, if you are someone they're interested in connecting with, and if you can help them. If you can't, at least they know who you are and what you do. And they can put you in a category and really say, okay, I may know someone who may need the help with from this person, et cetera, et cetera, or I may help from this person down the line. But if you just say I'm a job seeker or if you say uh, founder of such and such company, that really means nothing to me. Um, if you're a founder of what company, okay, what do you exactly do? What's the company do? How do you help me? I don't have time to go through your profile and actually research it. I want you to tell me right now what it is you do uh, and how you can help me. It's kind of like a speech. If anyone's taken uh, Toastmasters or does public speaking, they know that there's three parts to a speech. There's the first part where you tell people what you're going to tell them. Then there's a second part where you tell people uh, what you're telling them. And then there's a third part where you tell people what you told them, right? And then the, your LinkedIn profile is the same way. Your headline is the beginning, the intro. You tell them what you're going to tell them. Then throughout the profile, you tell them. And then you recap it through your websites, your recommendations, your honors and awards, and you tell them what you told them, basically. So it gives people kind of a full package for your LinkedIn profile. Well, by the way, that uh, profile is uh, taken from the military. That's how we uh, won World War II, by the way. Uh, in our system, we uh, basically do exactly what you're saying. Uh, we put together an outstanding A-plus chronological resume, and in our referrals, we oftentimes talk about uh, you know what they've done, where they've been, what they're offering. But more than anything, what they're doing is saying what we can do for your bottom line and the way we can make and save you money is the following. So sure. everything you're saying is totally consistent with everything we have in Job Search, the total system. Right. And that attractive profile is so important. Um, 
you know, it's not hard. Uh, when I first started using uh, LinkedIn, Lewis, it wasn't really hard to have a 100% profile. But uh, as I continue to look at um, profiles like yourself, those who've really become experts in it, I've gotten tremendous ideas uh, of how I can build it even further. So I would just encourage people, as you build your, your profile, don't uh, sit back on your laurels when it shows you know 100% complete. Continue to look to ways that you can enhance it and build it up. And every time you do something new, be sure you update and, Lewis, how often do you recommend actually going in and, you know, working on the profile as well as connecting with people? Sure, you know, well, it's, um, it all kind of depends on, I guess, what your goal is first and how much you're getting out of LinkedIn. If you're getting a lot out of it, if you're connecting with people and it's turning into results for you, then you're going to want to spend more time on it because it's working. If it's not working, maybe try to set some guidelines for yourself and say, I'm going to spend this amount of time on it each day or each week. I'm going to benchmark my results, and after three months, I'm going to reassess. It kind of depends on what exactly you want and uh, what your goals are. But really, um, every time you create something new or if you have a new position, you got to make sure you want to update your current position, the current projects you're working on, uh, and things like that, and your profile and your summaries. If you get new awards, just make sure you update those things. But really, the, the profile, once you get it all set up and going and rocking the right way, um, you don't need to tweak it that much, just a little bit here and there whenever something changes. But you want to spend the majority of time in the groups, uh, in the Q&A section, and updating your status. That's kind of where you want to spend your time really connecting with people because that's where, I guess, in my mind, the content is and the meat of the site is. That's where people are hanging out, kind of like the forums of LinkedIn. What I really like, uh, Lewis, is, is the updates that you get from other people. I have uh, right. reconnected with folks as a result of seeing somebody's doing something new. Um, you know, recently I found out that someone had left the company that uh, I knew personally but had not talked with them recently, so I was able to reconnect with him. He was actually uh, currently looking for a job, so I was able to reach out to him and help him uh, in his job search, and I know that that will, you know, come back to me at some time in the future. So uh, just keeping a look uh, as you get those updates through your email to be able to see, okay, what's happening with the other people in my network uh, can right. be very effective. Right. Now, right. you were talking about mistakes. Another mistake uh, people often make is on their invitations. What is your recommendation on inviting people to be part of one's network? Yeah. Um, you know, if you're going to send an invitation to connect with someone, I probably get 20 to 25 a day from people, and maybe t- 10 to 20% of them are actually personalized invitations. Every time someone sends me a personalized message, even if it's one sentence, I at least reply to those people, and it helps me remember them better. But if they all just send me the generic message that says, I'd like to add you to my professional network on LinkedIn, um, then if you're not going to take the time to send me a personalized message, I'm not going to take the time to respond uh, to your impersonal message, I guess. And so I accept, I connect with them um, because I connect with everyone, and I can explain why I do that in the future, or in a few minutes if you like. But uh, basically the most important thing is sending a personalized message and asking how you can be of service. In my opinion, the more you give and the more you ask how you can help, or well, right off the bat, if you try to connect them with someone or, or ask them if you can connect them with someone or introduce them to someone in the future, that's going to leave a lasting impression on them. This is the first time that they may be introduced to you, um, and you want to make sure that you leave you know, a lasting mark, I guess, or a lasting impression. And by making it personalized, asking how you can be of service, um, that's really going to inspire people, I think, and that's what I did the first six months. Every time I sent an invitation to someone, I always 
made it personalized, and asked them how I could help, and it uh, definitely paid off by doing that. And, Lewis, that's exactly what, once again, we talk about in the book and we recommend all our clients. It's not about, you know, how can you help me, but how can I help you? And it's amazing how much comes back to you when, as you say, you're, you're trying in any way you can to be of service to that person. It's amazing how they open up and just say, well, boy, I really appreciate this. You know, tell me how I can help you. And it's a two-way street, and it's a win-win across the board. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think, again, if you are... Um Willing to give first without asking for anything. I, I get a lot of emails, I guess, especially in the sports, from sports management students and people looking for sports jobs, who saying, hey, uh, I read your site. Can you give me some advice on how I can get a job? I, I get emails similar to that all the time. It's really tough to, you know, say, okay, I'm going to spend 30 minutes to get on the phone with this person and give them some advice. Instead, what they should do is say, you know, I'm really interested to how you got to where you are. Uh, in the sports industry and what you did to get there. I'd love to learn more about what you did and, and pick your brain to hear about some of your successes. I'd be more inclined to talk to that person if they approached me with that uh, as opposed to saying, hey, can you give me a call and give me some advice? I think people like to talk more about you know themselves than to give people advice, I guess. And so if you approach people like that, you can probably get someone on the phone a lot longer by listening to them talk about their successes as opposed to, you know, having them feel the burden of trying to give you some advice. And, of course, the whole key to success in sports as it is in success in business is working harder, smarter, longer. I mean, a lot of people, exactly. as you said earlier, don't appreciate the, you know, many, many hours you put in the gym or, in our case, literally working around the clock to help people across the board in every way. And that's uh, sure. a critical part of the success factor. Well, right. that, uh, that what you said, Lewis, is really the heart of um, building your network uh, quickly and being able to apply the lessons of other people. So it's very consistent with what we teach. And, um, uh, you know, I really commend you for the approach that you've taken. Uh, we're going to have to take a little break here, but when we get back, we want to talk a little bit about the various types of contacts, a capstone contact versus a weak contact. So stay tuned for some interesting insight on how you can build your network with both types of contacts. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you dissatisfied with your current job or not earning what you need or deserve? If you're looking for a better job with better pay to enjoy a better life, go to BetterJobBetterLife.com and get our seven free videos that will jumpstart your future starting today. We'll teach you how to create a cycle of success with the right mindset and plan of action. Get the interview you want with a world-class resume. Make your references work for you and beat the competition. Network your way into the hidden job market for better jobs and faster placement. Research more effectively. The key to more job leads, stronger interviews, and higher pay. Turn your interview into an offer-winning performance. Get the money now by negotiating from strength. Thousands have successfully used our proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. So grab our seven free videos that will transform your career. Go to BetterJobBetterLife.com. 
Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa provides homeowners and investors eager to invest well in real estate the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus will be the paradigm. Live where you want. Invest where it makes the most sense. Listen live to the brightest minds in real estate investment every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa, where America learns to invest. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the hosts about today's show? Please send an email to TCS on air at TCSWorldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Ken and Cheryl here with Lewis House, And uh, Lewis is sharing with us his strategies on linked working and how you can combine this, the power of LinkedIn with your networking strategies, whether you're looking for a job or whether you might be seeking business opportunities or contract work. I thought it was really interesting, Lewis, um, how you drew a distinction between capstone contacts and the weak contacts. Sometimes what we call in uh, the total system your warm contacts versus your cold contacts. Can you share the differentiation there and some of the strategies you have for each type? Sure. I mean, the the capstones are kind of like the um, power-connected people that you know uh, and and who are movers and shakers, those types of individuals who you can probably ask them something and, and they can get you the answer or connect you with the right person right away. And these are the people that you really want to be helping out um, as much as possible. That means staying connected, making sure you're constantly introducing them, trying to help them as much as possible by connecting with other people, um, you know, promoting them, whether it be online or offline, and just doing whatever you can to show them that you really appreciate um, your friendship or your, your the relationship with them. Um, so really make sure you manage those capstones as much as possible and uh, try to build those relationships, continue to relation, build those relationships up so that you can hopefully um, work together in the future with different products, or if you need something, they'll be able to give you an introduction. The weak ties are the individuals that are kind of like the people that you don't know, um, but that you also don't know what they can provide. You ever know when you connect with someone, or there might be a friend of yours you have whose uncle is the president of the largest company in the state or something like that. You never know who people are connected to or what type of value they have, even if they're in, I guess, a lower position, uh, in work or even if they maybe don't have a job. You never know how they're connected to people. So you want to make sure that those weak ties you have, people that reach out to you on LinkedIn that you don't know, always respond um, positively. If they're responding to you, just don't blow them off. Make sure you continue to build a relationship with them because you never know how those people might be able to help you down the line. So do as much as you can basically for both weak ties and capstones, but just don't blow people off who are weak ties. Lewis, as we go through the show, I just want to make sure that our listeners are clear on the um, the link between uh, LinkedIn and linked working. Could you reinforce that once again for those that might have that question? Um, well, linked working is the book um, that I wrote on how to generate success on LinkedIn, and uh, it's really a strategy book on how to apply real-world networking principles onto LinkedIn. Excellent. And in Job Search, a total system, uh, Lewis, we talk about the cycle of success. And what really struck me as I was reading uh, Linked Working is that you also emphasize the concept of linkage. We talk about the positive approach, and you've reinforced that, 
and then linkage, and that is linking each one of your steps, uh, whether it's working on LinkedIn or building a resume or developing your uh, personal network uh, face-to-face um, or, um, you know, connecting with your references and getting your reference, uh, written references and so forth. All of those need to be linked together, those steps. And that builds what we like to call is psychological leverage. And in essence, you also are leveraging those relationships that you're building, whether they're capstone or those key contacts or whether they're the weaker contacts to build them up to be, uh, you know, stronger. And right. I was really impressed with that. Yep. Can you give an example of how that's worked for you successfully? Um, with the weak ties or capstones or with uh-huh. what exactly? With the weak, with the weak contacts. Um, you know, there's a guy that I connected with um, a while ago who was just an entry-level guy at a company. It was an airline company, um, and I wasn't really sure how he could help me. He kept reaching out to me and, uh, you know, asking for tips. He was saying he liked certain things, asking how he could help me, et cetera, et cetera. This was probably a year ago, and he came to one of my events uh, in the sports industry, and he wasn't working in the industry, so I was just kind of like, how can this contact help me? I didn't blow him off. I, you know, I responded to everything. I, I, I built a relationship. I got on the phone when he asked to get on the phone. And uh, now he works for a, a major company that's basically in the social media world, I guess, in the online, uh, the mobile app world, which is Gowalla. I don't know if you guys know what Gowalla is, but it's a, um, it's uh, kind of like Foursquare, which is basically a, a mobile app that's that's big in the online world right now. And uh, for me, uh, he is just the business development person at that company. It's a huge company in the online world, in the mobile app world, and it really allows me to reach out. And it's already helped me um, connect with that company when normally I probably want to be able to connect with a company like that. So you never know who someone, where someone's going to be down the line in their career, how they're going to be connected to people, and who, how they can help you down the line. So it's kind of, uh, I guess one example for me is I didn't blow the person off a year ago when he was working as an entry-level guy at a, a different company. And um, because of doing that, he's, he's helped me also find an intern for my site, and uh, now I've got a direct connection to this company whenever I need something. That's an excellent example. And really just keeping open and having an open mind about um, the relationship, especially if someone's pursuing you, that there just might be something there that you're missing initially. Right. You mentioned earlier um, the interesting strategy of building your own group, not just you know, your your net list of networks, but in actually creating a group. How can that be advantageous, and can you give an example of how that's helped you? Sure. I think I've got over 12 groups um, that I've created, maybe 13, and now you can only create 10 because LinkedIn changes their platform a lot and some of their rules and things. But um, I've got a bunch of different interrelated groups, and I'll just give an example of my most successful one. It's called the Sports Industry Network. And uh, I think today it just crossed 25,000 members. So that's 25,000 of basically the top sports professionals who work in every major sports company from around the world. And um, what that does, every time someone joins the group, they see my name as the owner of the group. They see Lewis Howes, and there's one website link, and that's my website, sportsnetworker.com. So off the bat, it gives my name. If no one's ever heard of me, it says, okay, Lewis Howes, this must be a thought leader. Just right off the bat, on perception, the guy who creates this group, there's 25,000 members, he's the leader of it. I'm going to consider him a thought leader just off the bat. The site or about me. It's going to drive organic traffic every day. And um, it, another thing you can do in the group is you can, you can send a free message to the members once a week. So every week I send uh, content 
different articles that are helpful to the network, um, discounts, lots of different things I can give away, uh, and just trying to continue to build relationships with them and stay engaged every week so that they see a message from me, they see my name, they see my site, and it's just continuing to allow them to... to Lewis, do you partner up with anyone in any capacity? Um, in what... Well, for instance, some of your uh, your people you talk to, people you work with, oftentimes, uh, as you have with your uh, co-author, you, you partnered up with him in the books. Uh, are, sure. you, are you doing that in, in any other... Uh, yeah, I've got, a, for my sports site, sportsnetworker.com, I've got, I think, 13 or 14 authors who write weekly articles for the site, um, I've got you know other products that I create with other individuals online. I do events with people offline. Uh, pretty much everything I do, I collaborate except for um, you know, maybe one or two things. But... All right, and the reason I ask the question is because that's oftentimes of interest to our listeners. If you would share some ideas, techniques, or information on partnering with others, uh, perhaps in an entrepreneurial sense, so that often sure. is something that people really want to know about. Um, I guess, do you, want to, do you want me to talk about how people should approach sure. partnering with people? Okay. Sure, that'd be great. Um, well, I guess for me, I feel like collaborating, um, you can get a lot more done when you collaborate and uh, work with people who are smarter than you and who can do things better than you. I try to bring the best people on um, at what they do because I know that they're smarter than me at a lot of different things. And uh, if I can do that and we can join our forces together, then we can get a lot more done in a shorter amount of time especially if you're trying to work on a lot of different products at once, um, having people that can collaborate or partner with you on them, it's going to allow you to stay focused. And, uh, you know, it's obviously, I think it's more fun to share um, than to have everything yourself. So if you can do a project with someone, you can share in the excitement with someone else. Uh, you can talk about it. You can bounce ideas off each other. And you can use those networks to really maximize it. So I guess that's kind of the benefit of, of connecting with people and asking people if they'd like to partner on things. Now, in your groups, um, Lewis, are you also using the answers section, or is that connected with another? Yeah, I mean, I create discussions, you know, once a week in the group where there's tons of discussions happening in my groups, so people are responding there. But I use the Q&A section differently, and I haven't used it as much lately just because um, I guess I don't need to right now because I'm turning down so many opportunities every week. But when the people that are looking for um, business or looking for leads or have a generate sales or a job, um, the, the Q&A section is definitely the place to hang out, and uh, I'll just give you a quick example. This was over a year ago. Um, a guy that I had um, connected to, I asked a question on LinkedIn. I think it was something about online marketing, and someone, there's probably about 15 different responses that I received from this question in a week. One of the questions was far and above better than the other ones, and I, I, I rated his the best answer. And then I sent him a private message. I just said, hey, thanks for the, the answer. I really appreciate it. He gave me the exact information I needed. I said, just, just curious, um, how many times do you answer questions a week, and are you getting any results from it? Are you getting any benefit? Because at the time, I was like, I didn't have any money at the time to, to take action on what, what uh, his services. He wasn't pitching his services, but I, uh, I needed some help on some services, and I would have hired him if I you know, had the income to to pay him at the time, and I just said, what type of results are you getting from answering questions? He said, you know, I spend about 15 minutes a day, uh, five days a week, answering questions related to the online marketing world, the Internet marketing, um, SEO, um, and he said, I, I answer them all about my ability, and if people want more, they can follow up with me. And uh, he said it's bringing in about three to five new clients a week 
freelancing gigs, and uh, that's resulting in three thousand to five thousand uh, in revenue per month by by doing that. So he's spending you know a little bit of time just giving the right information for people and by being a, a free source that's a, a free resource that's adding value. People are following up and saying, "Awesome, can you implement this now?" And uh, he's getting clients from that. So it's just one way you can use the Q and A section to, to get new clients. That's a very powerful example. Well, I can't believe it, but our um, our segment has come to an end. So we're going to have to take a little break here. But when we come back, we've got some more ideas. So stay tuned. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you dissatisfied with your current job or not earning what you need or deserve? If you're looking for a better job with better pay to enjoy a better life, go to BetterJobBetterLife.com and get our seven free videos that will jumpstart your future starting today. We'll teach you how to create a cycle of success with the right mindset and plan of action. Get the interview you want with a world-class resume. Make your references work for you and beat the competition. Network your way into the hidden job market for better jobs and faster placement. Research more effectively. The key to more job leads, stronger interviews, and higher pay. Turn your interview into an offer-winning performance. Get the money now by negotiating from strength. Thousands have successfully used our proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. So grab our seven free videos that will transform your career. Go to BetterJobBetterLife.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the host about today's show? Please send an email to tcsonair at tcsworldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Ken and Cheryl here, and we're talking with Lewis Howes about how you can use LinkedIn to leverage your relationships, build your relationships, and find opportunities you otherwise wouldn't um, be able to access. In the last segment, we talked uh, about how you can use the answer section in also uh, building your own groups. And, Lewis, you've mentioned uh, several times on how you've actually developed some events as a result of the contacts you've made in LinkedIn. Can you share with us that strategy? Yeah, I think last year, um, 2009, I threw 18 or 20 events around the world, and what I did was I pretty much only used LinkedIn to, one, find venues, two, promote the events, and, and get people to sign up. So I used the events platform um, on LinkedIn. There's a, there's a relatively new events platform, um, which is still, in my mind, needs to, be, um, needs to have some more features to make it the best for the LinkedIn members, but it works pretty decent for now. And uh, what I do is I send messages through the groups that I've created niche-related groups. Um, I've got some various cities and various states. So depending on where the event is, I'll send a message to the people that it's pertaining to. And, um, and I'll send them a link to sign up for the event on the, uh, the link that you, once you create an event on LinkedIn, they give you a, your own custom link. And uh, I send them that link. By doing that, when people sign up and register for your event on LinkedIn, uh, the, the members who sign up basically promote the event for you. It's very, very effective 
terms of getting buzz around your event. So let's say um, both of you guys sign up for my event on LinkedIn, and right when you RSVP that you're going to go to the event, it shows up on the home profile of everyone you're connected to. So say you guys both have uh, 5,000 connections between the two of you, and you live in Columbus, Ohio, and I'm throwing an event in Columbus, Ohio. That means um, basically you're spreading my message to 5,000 more targeted people who then, once they see you guys have signed up, are going to say, oh, that looks like an interesting event. Um, let me click on it to learn more. They read the bio about the event. They RSVP. It shows up on all their friends' uh, home pages as well, and you guys get the point. It kind of spreads virally. So by sending one message out and getting 50 people to sign up, it could potentially be seen by 50,000 people um, in a matter of minutes and really help you build the event up without you having to do much work at all. And uh, that's the power of LinkedIn, where you can't get that on any other social networking site. Another thing that it does is once you go click to see who is RSVP'd, it shows you a whole list of all the people that have RSVP'd, their picture, their name, where they work, you know, where they're located. So if it's someone that you want to connect with, you can be like, wow, that's social proof right there. I want to connect with these people. Or these are some really big influential individuals who are already signed up. I should probably register as well. And uh, by doing that, you can generate a lot of buzz and, and really market your event for free just on LinkedIn. So what would be an example of an event that you've done recently? Um, so I did an event in London a couple of months back that was a, a London sports networker event. So I call my sports events sports networker events for my website. And um, I've, you know, it's my first time being in London. So this is a good example. My first time being in London, I've got a group that was maybe – I don't know, 350 or 400 members of sports-related people in London, uh, or excuse me, in the U.K., so not even in, even in, just in London. I sent a message once a week for four weeks um, prior to the event to that group and said, hey, register for the event, here's the link, and uh, by doing so, it spread, and, and at the time of the event, um, and this is a market that I'm not familiar with, uh, a country that I'm not familiar with, and I had over... I think close to 200, I think it was like around 170, 180 people uh, show up throughout the night of all sports-related executives in uh, London. So, Wow, was, uh, excellent. Congratulations. Yeah. And now did you have a registration fee for that, or how did that for work? That one, for that one, I did not. That was the first one that I made free in a year because I uh, just didn't know the market, and I just wanted people to show up for the first time I was in London. But And because my list was so small. But here's another example. I did an event in... New York, uh, Sports Network event in New York, and um, had 300 people show up, and um, there was either a fee you could pay online for $10 pre-register or $20 at the door. I think about 250 pre-registered and then 50 more paid cash, $20 at the door. So um, that's a way you can get paid before your events, even before you show up, and then get paid even more during the event. And it was a three-hour networking event. People could buy food and drinks on them and uh, connect with the other professionals who are showing up who paid. And did you have any kind of uh, structured um, presentations, or how, how did you no how did the event unfold? Uh, I usually have sponsored tables so people can, can pay, you know, whatever price you want them to pay. You know, I usually charge 250 to $500 per table um, if they want to promote their services um, around the event. And then I, uh, I'll give announcements uh, three, to- three different times, I'll have a fishbowl at the beginning, a place where they can sign their name uh, and register with their name tag, and then I'll give away door prizes throughout the event. Usually three times I'll get up and speak for 30 seconds, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. So it's almost like a little mini conference. Yeah, it's just a networking event, basically, and uh, just really a way for people to connect 
offline when they've been connecting online for so long. Once again, Louis, the, the parallels between you know what you do and what we do are absolutely amazing. We've done about 60 shows now, and it's just uh, an uncanny how similar <laughs> what you say and what we say is, and it's just uh, fascinating. And once again, we partner up with uh, you know so many people in so many settings, so we'd uh, really like to uh, help you in any way, and uh, as a result, help as many people around the world. Awesome, yeah. Well, you talk about the uh, importance of... Um answering questions, there are ways you can use asking questions as an effective technique, too. What would be an example of how you can ask questions and have that sure. help to build your network? Sure. I mean, um, you know, I'll just give the example. I asked a question about the online marketing um, a while back, and uh, I got, first off, I got about 15 different replies from top experts who are looking for these keywords about the answer section. So experts are looking to answer questions in their niche. I got 15 different experts to give me all their best content on that question. There was something about how do I do this or online marketing strategies. Got all these different feedback from individuals, links to different sites that I could look for more information. It's basically as opposed to Googling something, I got the top professionals who are actually doing this stuff to answer it. Then, you know, a lot of them just said, hey, I'd love to connect with you on LinkedIn as well. So I built up my network, not even my first-degree network, but my second- and third-degree network expanded. Um, and I was also able to just get you know, reply back to those individuals and connect with them on another level where normally I wouldn't ask if I didn't ask the question. So there's a lot of different benefits you can get from answering, asking a question than just receiving answers. Yeah. What are your plans in the future in terms of next books or next projects? Or what have you got uh, coming down the pike? I've got a lot of different products right now in the sports industry online. I'm trying to, pretty much trying to corner the market, creating more different sports-related sites for professionals, for sports businesses. Um, but really, I guess the next book is um, I'm going to do a, a book um, that in my mind is something I've been passionate about a, for a while, and that's that's connecting, I guess, sports and business at the same time. So what I want to do is interview some of the top athletes in the world. I want to interview about 10 different athletes from different sports, um, interview them in person, and actually do train with them in their sports, and then talk about how they compete, how they visualize, how they train, and then talk to and then talk about how to translate the the athletic championship principles into your business. I think a lot of business professionals don't understand the mindset that athletes have and what they do to become so successful. So I'm going to try to get out of these athletes what it is they do to become such great winners and then help as many business professionals understand that mindset and use that for their business. One thing I know you'll want to include in that is – I mean, we can both think back of uh, so many great athletes over the years – you know, people who are honest and ethical and have integrity, and, and oftentimes we see that that's not always the case with some of these kids that are multimillionaires before they hit right. the court or the field and uh, don't really understand or appreciate the opportunity they have that's just been dropped in their lap. Right. You well, probably I, see that all day, every day, don't you? Oh, yeah. Well, what what really impressed me is those who, who do, like yourself, Lewis, um, take what they've gained and what they've learned and applied it to help others and to really reach out and use their success in sports as a platform to do something really good for their community or for, you know, a broader community, sometimes even world events. And that's very impressive when you see that. But drugs and sports, as an example, I mean, you know, I mean, back when we were kids, I mean, who heard of, you know, athletes with drugs? I mean, they, they just, 
they were winners and they won clean and they won the right way and uh hopefully we'll get back to that one of these days in in all sports yeah i guess it's tough when there's you know when it seems like everyone's doing drugs using enhancing drugs and uh you know they see the the million dollars and the those big sponsorships and the fame it's tough to for athletes to stay clean, I guess, when they feel those pressures that other competitors are using it and the success they're getting with it. Yeah, but you know, the pressures have always been there. We're back with Hank Aaron and guys that, uh, you know, were clean and did it the right way. And uh, anyway, hopefully uh, we can work together on that. For sure. Well, I just want to remind everyone that uh, we have seven free videos for you to help you get a better job for better pay and a better life. So go to www.betterjobbetterlife.com to access those. And, Lewis, I was very impressed with your little book, and I do recommend it to everyone. How can our listeners get a hold of that or other resources that you have available? Sure. The best thing they can do is just go to lewishouse.com, and um, all my information is there, the resources for my book, for my e-books, and other products as well. So just lewishouse.com, and I'd love to connect with anyone on LinkedIn or Twitter or Facebook, so feel free to send me an invite and make sure when you send it, Send me a personalized message. Okay, excellent. Very good advice throughout the program. Any final thoughts that you'd like to share in these final seconds? <clears throat> uh, in my opinion, if you're looking for a job or you're looking to grow your business, uh, LinkedIn is the most powerful social networking platform on the web right now, and if you're not using it, you're going to miss out. I agree with that, uh, Lewis, and thank you so much for being with us today. It was very, very interesting information. You gave me new strategies, I know, and I'm sure that if our listeners apply some of these strategies to their own LinkedIn uh, efforts, they'll see tremendous rewards from it. So Lewis, thanks again for being with us. Lewis, thank you very much for coming. If you ever get to hear somebody, let us know, and we'll uh, take you out to a very, very excellent dinner. Okay, perfect. I appreciate it. Thanks All right, everybody. Thanks thank again, Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yep. Thanks again for joining us this week on Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Remember to join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, here on the Voice America Variety Channel.